OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash wallstreet. Today on Watching Your Wealth, what to consider when buying an investment property. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Michelle Farber-Ross is a luxury broker at MMD Realty. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Michelle, you often speak to folks who want to buy an investment uh, property that they may eventually use in retirement or in the near future. And first you say, we need to identify what we are looking for whether it's a condo, a townhouse, or a single-family home, when when we're looking for that investment property. And you said our first step is to make a spreadsheet once we figure out our options. Yes. So the best way to do this is to get very organized because there's a lot of options. So you've got your single-family house, your townhouse, and your condo. Um First question that you ask yourself is where you could see yourself retiring or uh, utilizing this property down the road. What kind of lifestyle do you prefer? Given that, what you want to look at is what makes the most sense financially on your investment um, return on investment. So a house, you would have to factor in your maintenance costs on a single-family home. Um, compared to those of a townhouse, and then again compared to those of a condominium. And there's a lot of variables that come property to property, but overall you can look at rules of thumb, for instance, on the condo, uh, maintenance fees will run somewhere in the area of just rule of thumb, dollar to a dollar fifty a square foot per month. Um, comparing that to what your pool and lawn care and uh, incidentals and kind of a reserve for repairs would be for a home. So you're just going to kind of put in a spreadsheet, house, townhouse, condo, and then you just put your columns down for maintenance, for insurance, for tax, all of those sorts of things. So you can really see what it costs to carry these properties. So if the purchase price for each category were exactly the same, where would you have your best return? Interesting. You also want to think about hidden fees like maintenance fees or building assessments, right? Absolutely. So (laughs) a very important aspect, if you are considering a uh, condo, co-op, or townhouse, is to find out if there are any upcoming assessments on those properties. And as part of the purchase process, that's part of the disclosure that you'll find out from the association. You'll also want to know what assessments have been done recently in the last 10 years. So if the building is, say, 20 years old and a roof life on a commercial building, figure 20, 30 years, you know that within the next 10 years there's going to be an assessment for a new roof, let's say. And if they haven't had that already um, uh, calculated into the reserve, and already addressed, then you can pretty well count on an assessment coming up in the near future to cover the cost of what the roof would be, just as an example. Um, Very important to 
go into this with your eyes wide open, learn as much as you can about the property, the condition of the property, um, speak to the association, ask all the questions that you can about any kind of underlying um, reasons why there may be assessments coming up. Because the last thing you want to do is purchase a property and then a year or two down the road, get a huge assessment and whatever returns you were making on renting it out on your income then become um, null and void because they're going towards the assessment. That's a really good point. What about if you plan on renting that property until you eventually retire to it? Do you need to think about restrictions in terms of what you can do and can't do? Absolutely. So on these outside of single family homes, because if it's your home, you can, you know, rent it out at your uh, will. For the most part, homeowners associations typically don't have restrictions on renting out a um, fee simple home. But when you're in a condo association or a townhome community, um, there may be rental restrictions. So you're going to want to find out what those are. Sometimes you're only allowed to rent it out once during the year. Sometimes the first year after you purchase, you're not able to rent it out. So that's one year loss revenue for you. Um, you want to learn all the rental restrictions right off the bat. You want to learn if dogs are allowed, even if you don't have a dog and it wouldn't affect you. But for a rental property, you know, obviously that opens up your audience to a wider um, degree if you're allowed to have a pet. Um, so all of these things that would affect the rental, you want to know going into it. Um, so again, ask questions. If you're working with a realtor, have the realtor gather as much information that is out there. You get the condo documents, review them, really read the bylines, understand what is going on in that building in terms of your ability to make money on the unit. Now, you need to, once you figure out what you want to buy, you got to figure out how you're going to pay for it. You got it. <laughs> so a couple of things. You know, back when we were in the uh, downturn, a lot of these condo buildings were not getting financed. So they were on a blacklist because the reserves weren't met and people were walking away from the buildings. That's not as prevalent right now. Um, most buildings, banks will loan um, on the purchase price. So what we look at, though, is do you want to pay cash and what your rate of return is if your cash is in that property or would you want to leverage some and, say, put 10% down, have your money growing at a higher rate than your cap rate, which would be your rate of return, minus your um, expenses? So there's some ways to play around with this on an, an, on an investment point of view to see where you can capture the most profit. Now, many wealthy people buy their property very often in LLCs, not straight out. Can you talk us through that a little bit in, in terms of what options we might have in terms of taking ownership of the property? Absolutely. A lot of times you'll want to purchase a property that's going to be rented out in, say, an LLC um, for liability purposes. So that's one uh, consideration. And other is with tax ramifications. You've got to speak to your tax attorney and find out what suits your situation best in terms of 
Is it going to be in a trust, an LLC, in a personal name, in um, some sort of a vehicle to set it up for legacy for your children? So all of those things are very um, unique to the individual and your situation with your worldwide assets and which is the best one for your tax um, situation. Now, in regard to the liability, if you're renting it out and it's a limited liability corporation, then your personal exposure, if, God forbid, something happens, is limited. So you'd want to take that into consideration. Excellent tips. Thank you so much, Michelle. Would you stick around and take our fun luxury real estate quiz? Absolutely. I'd love to. Great. You stick around, too. ADP knows anything you hear, anything you don't hear, anything you kind of heard, anything you weren't supposed to hear and now have to pretend like you didn't, can change the world of work. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. Love tech? Dig gadgets? Then make tech news briefing from the Wall Street Journal a part of your day. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with MMD Real Estate's Michelle Farber-Ross, who's going to take our fun luxury real estate quiz. Michelle, you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best luxury real estate advice you ever heard? Get a great inspection. Indeed. Worst luxury real estate advice you ever heard? Real estate always appreciates. (laughs) True. Fill in the blank. Real estate can buy? Peace of mind. Fill in the blank. Real estate can't buy? Easy leverage. True. If you want a million dollars after tax, where would you buy real estate? Probably right in Fort Lauderdale. Nice. Thanks so much for joining us, Michelle. Thank you. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab that unpacks the stories making news in Washington and how they may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise.